has a power, and I don't know how, but she used it to take down Edwards. Dale Hicks, she's using it to snatch the kids. Get out. Have you seen those drawings move? I haven't seen anything. Yes, you have. Out of the corner of your eye. No. And you dismissed it, because what choice do you have when you see something you can't possibly explain? You dismiss it, right? And if anyone mentions it, you get angry, so it's never spoken of, ever she's again. She's a child. And you're terrified of her. There's no one to turn to, because who's going to believe the things you see at the corner of your eye? No one. Except me. Who are you? I'm Help. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We talk about Doctor Who. We're talking about an, uh, a 2006 episode called Fear Her. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Fear Her. David Tennant. Written by the great Matthew Graham. Oh, not for this one. <laughs> what could go wrong? This one was supposed to be the one that Stephen Fry was supposed to write. And he got told to do it last minute, didn't he? Yes. Stephen Fry? The yeah, Stephen Fry. Fry. The yep. Stephen Fry was supposed to write an episode for this season two for David Tennant. And for some reason, he wasn't able to do it. So they ended up getting Matthew Graham to last minute write this one. That's why it's kind of like really the way it the, is. The idea that Stephen Fry had was, or the idea that they were going to write about was a man who um, was trying to destroy beauty in a world or something. We're kind of weird, you know, I don't know what, kind of, it sounds like it could be kind of interesting. But instead we got... Um, <laughs> we got Chloe Weber and lead pencil monster taking kids and putting them on paper. A scribble monster. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what the episode is about, Julia? Scribble monster? I mean, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> it's about a killer just get an eraser and just erase it when it comes at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Children vanish. Because of drawings that Chloe Weber makes. <laughs> because she's got an alien down her throat. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought it started pretty creepy, uh, the whole idea of the kids disappearing and everything. I thought the whole setting was kind of creepy. That whole, the whole location just seemed kind of very clean and weird. But Yeah, it reminded me of that scene from... A Wrinkle in Time, where all the children are standing in their driveways, bouncing their ball at the same <laughs> time. It's very, it's very Stepford wifey. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't what was supposed to be creepy. What was supposed no, to be creepy but, was, yeah. yeah. Um, well, as creepy well, as that old woman that was walking around, like, telling, telling off the parents of, like, yeah. Like, why are you just waiting for one of the parents to tell to tell the old woman to go go mind your own business and <laughs> shove off? Yeah, and she was just like, "Wow." Um. Yeah, I, 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 the the scribble monster itself is ridiculous. Um, the, the, it's like the, they ran out of money or something. <laughs> well, the story yeah. itself, I, I kind of like it a little bit. Um, it, but 
ultimately it's the power that these aliens have that are they're trying to get more of of themselves they're trying to get more you know they're trying to recruit more or whatever that's hard you could tell it's sort of been written in a very short period of time because it's i understand what they're trying to do but it's just like wait a minute it's almost like it needs a couple more rewrites <laughs> well forget um, this was Last-minute change. So. Yeah, but that doesn't give any excuse. To no, you. it doesn't. You just go on and move, go on with something else. Um, the doctor. One of the reasons. One of the things you can tell that it didn't have a lot of rewrites or whatever is the doctor knows everything about the race. As soon as he. Oh yeah, and I hate when David Tennant's doctor does this quite often. He just knows everything about it, so that that part of the story doesn't need. You know, what's that exposition? It just. It just goes on and on and on, and we don't have to worry about that part of the story. And he just knew too much about it, and it was very convenient that he knew all about it and, and filled in the gaps pretty easy. Yeah. Um, I like this. The, the it's a little creepy where you see the peep, the kids get caught in the in the drawings and they're moving around a little bit, literally mm -hmm. moving. I, I guess is. It's either creepy or it's stupid. I don't know. I can't tell. Um, yeah, I, I mean, overall, I, I, I bought into the concept, but none of it really made any sense. Matthew Graham, when I heard he was going to write this, he had he had already been doing um, Life on Mars. Like, yeah, so we were always like, yeah. And I was and ready. Was like, oh. Everyone I, that I knew saw who knew Matthew Graham was waiting for this episode because they knew it was going to be spectacular. And people like um some people in our, our group were like, who's that? you know, and they never watched and were like, oh you're you're in for a treat. <laughs> and then it was like we get fear her and I'm like, oh God. Just like uh John Sim. Oh he's yeah. a great actor. Wait until he comes in to play as a master. Okay, you know, it's just like anything he's in. Anyone that anyone that's really good that comes into Doctor Who then sucks. Is that true? Is that a good statement? Well, the last couple of Masters, yeah. Neil Gaiman, really good. Oh, no, comes no, no, in. no, no, no. His first one was good. Yeah, but then his next one after that was good. It was better than this one. Well, okay. No, you're saying the cyber? Oh no, no, I don't think so. Um. I have a big note here that says music doesn't help in this one. The music, was no, yeah. which I'm always, I always love when the music interferes with the story because one of my pet peeves. I'll have to say, the guy working for the council is the only like city type worker that actually takes way too much pride in his work. <laughs> He's like, look at how great this asphalt patch looks. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's like normal. You look at them, they slap the stuff down. Pound it! I'll say, okay, let's go for lunch. That's <laughs> like, he was well, just like, look at this thing. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, this, that's science fiction. So okay. But when they looked down at it, it looked horrible. I mean, I, I don't understand. The, the the guy was running. They were running to that area. How many miles was he away? Just a couple, and they were working on it then. That day. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they been doing that a week, a month before? And there was no hurry for it. There was one guy there going, la -da -da, I got to do this all. I've been up and down the street all, you know. I guess he's been working on it for a while because 
it keeps getting messed up or whatever. Well, usually the joke is, is for city workers, you got one guy doing the work and five guys watching. Yeah. We just didn't have those five guys on screen. <laughs> well, no, no, they do do a lot of work. It's not fair, but that's just the old joke. Uh, the perception, yeah. Yeah. Now, there's also an element in this where the power uh, that these aliens convey, one of the drawings and one of the emotions that Chloe sends out is her abusive father. Again, we've talked about this, about the more recent Chibnall episodes. Um, it's not something that's really a, a nice topic for Doctor Who. It's sort of a little darker than usual, and um, I didn't particularly thought it was appropriate, maybe. I didn't, really, didn't really need it. I don't know. It, it just, you know, we've, we've run into this before, and, and I don't know, I just... You know, I like my I like my escape. I don't want to be, you know, whatever. But um, we haven't even gotten to the stupid part yet. The torch. Well, yeah. Uh, first off, they're at the Olymp Olympic Games. The Olympic Games is going on. Big, big deal. Everyone's there. There's a whole. Uh, they're full. Uh, the whole stadium is full. And then they all disappear. People are like, oh, boy, well, they've gone. Well, oh, okay. And then when they come back later on, they're like, oh, they're back. Oh, that's good. Let's, let's go on with the Olympics. They wouldn't have canceled the Olympics. <laughs> they, it just, and, and then I haven't gotten to the stupid part yet. When uh, Well, you still had that commentator, like, over-dramatizing. Oh, this means hope and love. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, God. Yeah, but they would do that. over-the-top Yeah, but that was way over-the-top yeah The media is over-the-top. You, you, you're right. <laughs> they do that anyways. Yeah, you're right. They do. Oh, my God. This is the worst. Okay, yeah, whatever. Like that guy, remember that the the weather channel where that guy's standing in the water up to his waist and he's like, people are dying here and there's, there's a couple of He's not. Yeah, a couple people are walking by, and it's only. Yeah, they're like walking by, looking in, and just like in, in like ankle deep water, and the guy's just sitting in a, standing in a pothole or something. <laughs> media. Yeah, the media. Um. But the doctor taking the the torch, and runs with it. Mm. It's the single most stupid moment in Doctor Who history. <laughs> Let me think. Brother reminded me of many, many others last night when I told them that I was. This is what I was going to say, and I said, yeah. you're, right. "You're right." But this is. I still. This is. I remember getting like, "Oh God." This yeah, was, it's definitely a palm on face, like why moment. And then he goes, oh, "Like I just lit the toy, like a." And then to make matters worse, when the actual Olympics came. So a lot of there was like a big uh, online. People got all pissed at David Tennant and like the torch. And I was just like, um, it, you, you got to separate fantasy from reality. <laughs> it was just like, whoa. But didn't David Tennant supposed to have done it because he did it in fear yeah. of her? But didn't and Matt like, Smith end up doing part of it? I thought I read that somewhere. Matt Smith and yeah, up. he ran the torch like in his hometown. Yeah. yeah. Um, the whole idea that the heat. And this is this is Russell T. Davis, um, to a degree. The heat from the Olympic flame was the only thing that was going to save those aliens. 
the Olympic flame doesn't give off much heat, but because it's so important that it, it's the most, it's the it's the thing that gives off the most heat. Someone's, you know, heater in their house doesn't give off more heat. What you know, a car engine, you know, it's just stupid that they they just you know. I could see them writing this and going, well, this doesn't make any sense, but let's just throw it together because we have we have to start filming tomorrow. <laughs> <It's just> <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a Star Trek the motion picture scenario, writing this script while the movie's being filmed. <laughs> wow. I would argue Star Trek motion picture is much better than this. Um, uh, not by much. I... I, I I have a thing about Star Trek motion picture. People thought think it's not that good. I think it holds up really well. It's not that... The, the problem with that is it's so dull because you have well, yeah. a 20 minute... Yeah. Let's take a 20 minute trip around the Enterprise so we can see the whole ship and see the reactions of, oh, there it is. I go on record... Minutes. I go on record to say Rathacon is aged worse than motion picture. No, it hasn't. You take that back. <laughs> it's it's aged worse. It's still better film, but it still is aged worse. No, it hasn't. Um, why did that? Why did he bring his cousin up to the? Uh... Who cares? Okay. It was just one thing. Yeah. Okay. Just like one thing here, we have the carrying of the torch, with the doctor running. Lightning struck the, uh, the the original guy, and the doctor. Anyways. It was dumb. The whole episode was pretty bad. Yeah. And we still can't get those people to watch Life on Mars. <laughs> no. Well, no. I look and say, Life on Mars, John Sim and, and Fear Her's author. Yeah, right. I'm going to go watch that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> we can't get our friends to watch it. It's just, I'm like, no, no, it's not. like It's, it's a lot more mature and better. And, oh, well, he tried and um, I guess Russell T. Davis, this is mostly his idea, I guess, and, and gave it, he gave it to Matthew Graham. And so I felt better when I read that. I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> it's got Russell written all over it. Yeah. Do you remember, did you read about the original title for this? No. It's uh, Chloe Weber Destroys the Earth. Oh, boy. But the only reason they didn't use that is because it was too long. And it's, well, anyways. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I enjoyed the concept. I, didn't, I wasn't totally out of it through this whole episode. But once, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, this is the one with the, with the uh, torch. And it, yeah, the torch and the, the lullaby. I didn't even know what the lullaby, the, well, some of the words were. They take the kid's pencils away, and then uh, she's, she's got a stash of, under inside a doll's body. She takes the head off the doll, or whatever. And there's like the. I was like, okay. Very, um, not very good. She must be the only kid that hides pencils in. Dismembered. Well, you would have to imagine that that the mother must have known something was going on, and so she probably maybe took the pencils away at one point. I don't know. You know, there should be a definite uh, prequel or sequel to this, so we can clear up some of this. And Matthew Graham can write it, and Russell T. Davis can come up with the idea. Does that sound like a good idea? No. Okay. 
I don't know why we picked uh, two episodes in a row like this that weren't necessarily... Because we're going in order. Was this better than Orphan 55? Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> yes. Okay. Is there anything not, else in Not by much. Not by much. Okay. Was there anything else in this episode that we either liked or hated nope. that we want to talk about? I like, um, I mean, as an actor, I like uh, Nina Sosanya, who played the mother. Okay, She's yeah. And lots of other things um, that I've seen. She was in Marcella. I don't know if you've watched Marcella. It's a great... No. Um, I watched it. I've watched all of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. What part uh, did she play in that? Was she the she partner? The, the other, um, yeah, she was like yeah. her partner. okay. There's yeah. another detective in it. Um, she was also in Love Actually. I've seen that. She was in Killing Eve. She's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, well, actually, almost time Love Actually season. Well, I have to say she brought some believability to the story. I mean, she was she played it serious. She played it like, you know, she really was worried for her daughter and stuff like that and yeah, you know, you're right that she she was a high one of the high points in the episode. One of the uh... she was also in the um, Casanova miniseries with David Tennant. Okay, that's probably how she got cast because Russell did that. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. I haven't seen it. I think he. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, yeah she was very believable as a yeah concerned mother. And the guy who played uh, the council worker, Cal, who was fixing the road, mm-hmm. he was also in Love Actually. Okay. Well, since it's a Christmas movie, I have to watch it and see if I can pick them out. I'm sure you'll be able to. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and then you can watch Fear Her again. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is there any reason I'll to watch, watch the Black Adder Christmas Carol? I wonder how many Doctor Who fans watched Fear Her right before the 2012 Olympics. No, not me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying how you were saying they were they were like, how come David Tennant's not? Well, there was. There was a whole big blow yeah. up of it on Twitter, and I was just like laughing and going, Whoa, okay. Yeah. It was. Definitely a big blow up. I was like kind of laughing, and I think one of our friends got into an argument over it, and it was, which is like, uh, okay. What for that the doc that David Tennant need to, and he needed to be in costume too. If he had wasn't in costume, everyone would have been mad. Yes. And he would have to be the one that would actually light the torch at the end. Yep. Because if reality doesn't follow Doctor Who, then there's a problem. You know, like, well, you had James Bond in the opening with the Queen. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Anything else about Fear Her? No. No. I'm just glad we don't have to watch it and review it again. Okay. <laughs> we'll try to pick some, um, some better episodes next time. I don't uh, know if that's possible. Well, we also have the... the um, whatever, the uh, holiday festival episode coming up for Doctor Who in in a couple of months. So we have that to look forward to. (laughs) Did I say thanks for listening? No, not yet. Okay, thanks for listening.